Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who's What Are You Playing with me tonight? How's everybody doing? This is your favorite king of useless knowledge and man who has approximate knowledge of most things, Joe Butler. <laughs> and hi, folks. It's Tony Chorus again uh, from the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Mike, thanks for having me back. Of course. Hell yeah. I haven't listened to your show lately. I don't <laughs> I tried to. I, I just, it's not on, are you on Spotify? Uh, we are we are on Spotify. Uh, admittedly, we haven't put out a ton of episodes lately. I got a new job. I work at Riot Games now, and in all of the uh, the stuff I had to do leading up to it, like I just been way too busy to be oh, making the podcast. But we have a new episode coming out. I think either later today or tomorrow on game Cyborg Justice for the Sega Genesis, if anybody's <laughs> ever heard of that. Um, that. Sounds amazing. Dude, it look up the box art for that game. The 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 art is so fucking metal. It's it I love it. I love it so much. It's a fighting game? No, it's 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 a beat 'em up, but it has like a fighting game like like system to it, like most beat 'em up games. You know that that DNA okay. is shared, you know. But uh it's it's very interesting. I'll I'll let you guys listen to the show to to get my extended thoughts okay. on it. But it's uh it's interesting. I've never it's even heard of this, dude. Okay, box art is really dope, and just listen to the soundtrack. That's the one thing I'll spoil from the episode. Just listen to the soundtrack. It's so fucking fire. It's really good. <laughs> okay, I, I don't play a lot of Genesis games. Mm, mm. It just I wasn't a I was a I wasn't a Super Nintendo kid growing up. I had a Genesis later, but. Yeah, it doesn't have the same like nostalgic for me. Same. I, so I just my dad used to get me like random Genesis games all the time. Like he'd go on a business trip or something and come back with like a random game because he didn't know. He would just like go to the Funko Land and they would just like give him whatever. Um, yeah, and uh, I have a lot of random games just from that. It's great. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Random games are the best. I mean, I do some of the show, not as many randoms I used to, but I try. Yes, yes. That that is like kind of the tenor of my show. Like, what's the most random thing we could we can play? Let's go for it. Like, I am gonna play the Goemon games now, the two sixty four ones at some point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm hundred percent gonna play them. Goemon's Great Adventure, so good, <laughs> so good. Uh, so what we are here for is this. It, it, this is May of What Are You Playing? And also, it has been a year since this show since we started doing the What Are You Playing? We have made it officially a year. So. Hey. That's congrats of <laughs> doing this this show that was i didn't know if it was gonna stick or not but it stuck so here we are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plus you uh you picked one of the most famous gaming catchphrases of all time so i mean yeah actually it wasn't even my idea this was actually my previous co-host at the time mike it was his idea to do to do this because he wanted he played a lot of random stuff where i only play stuff for the show i can't mm. because i have a condition apparently where if i record if i play anything i have to record about it yeah <laughs> I mean, literally everything I play, I record. It doesn't. I just. I can't help it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- d- Mike has some awesome game recommendations. Me and him were chatting uh, a couple different times. Yeah, like play some wild stuff. I love it. I'm actually gonna be playing the bouncer soon. You won't, won't hear it for a while, but I'm actually oh, gonna finally replay the bouncer VS2. Oh my! That that'll take what two hours, maybe tops. That game is so short. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, when I was a kid, I actually went and. Try to 100% that game, get all the characters mm. leveled up, beat the game like 10 times with different, beat it with different yeah. characters. Like, I did everything for some, because I was yeah. a 
I did that too. So that game's cool. Yeah, that, that, game, that game is cool. That that's actually a really good. It's an, I, I should put that on my list for my show too. It's been a long time since I even thought about the bouncer. I, Nobody does. My favorite part of the bouncer is that it's a prequel to uh, Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and even though it isn't, <laughs> and uh, Mike is is peering into that rabbit hole, and it's going to eventually just start growing eyes and everything for that series for him. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just I just played Kingdom Hearts not too long ago for the show, and my my God, I did not remember how insane that lore gets. <laughs> Dude, I I was talking about this last night with some friends. It's like one in two is like, okay, this is appropriately anime. And then it falls off a cliff. Like, I have no idea what's happening in that game anymore. I I know exactly when it falls off the cliff. It's Dream Drop Distance. Everything after Dream Drop Distance, like, like made for the series is just batshit banana shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I look forward to playing more of it eventually. Someday. Oh man! Someday, probably not that far away, but someday. The only other game that God, I haven't really, actually I haven't played anything really. So I played Bloodstain, but I'll be talking about that next week. You'll hear all about that. But that's all I've been. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played anything that isn't for the show. I don't have a whole lot to say in that aspect. Uh, Tony, what have you been playing lately? So, well, speaking of Bloodstain, this this game kind of kind of aligns to that a bit. So I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy two lately. I don't know if folks have have played the first one, but I it's it's like um roguelite platformer i would say i think that's like the best way to categorize it um like the way that it works is uh you play like a hero character that's going into this castle that is you know random or procedurally generated uh in roguelike fashion or roguelike fashion and every time you die your next character for like your next run you pick from one of three like ancestors so they will inherit different abilities and stuff sometimes they'll like have good passives that come from that like oh they they earn more gold for whatever reason uh or sometimes there'll be like negative stuff like they're colorblind so your screen is in black <laughs> and white or like uh my favorite one that's just like kind of wild is like synthesia so everything that moves on your screen now leaves a trail of color so like it, the, the screen just gets it littered with stuff and it's it's like totally uh not a great way to play the game but i love that that's i love that it's there you know like uh it's a it's an interesting interesting mechanic but yeah i've been really really liking it the the first one i struggled with beating that game because like the way that you kind of increase your strength uh in in roguelite fashion uh, is like you, you collect gold in your first in your run quote unquote like your life <laughs> you bring that gold back to your castle and there's a giant skill tree that like you sink money into to make yourself stronger unlock new classes uh unlock new features and abilities you know that kind of stuff and in the first game it it was really challenging to like climb that ladder and to like feel like you're getting really powerful quickly. And in Rogue Legacy 2, they kind of changed the power curve a little bit where like you're you're unlocking stuff a lot faster in the first couple of hours. So even if you're constantly failing, because the game's hard, you know, like roguelites are you know hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're like, not easy. Yeah, you're gonna die. Like it's meant for you to die a lot. Um in those first hours when you're just getting like acquainted with the game, you're still unlocking a lot. So it still feels new, even though you're kind of seeing the same level over and over again, or maybe fighting the same boss over and over again. I I really like it. Uh, it just came out of early access like a, like a month or so ago. 
it's it's really good. Um, I I really like it. If you like that style of game, I guess Rogue Legacy Two, man, it's awesome. I've only ever played one roguelite, and that was Twenty XX, which I liked, but I got mm. to a point where just like I just can't get, I just keep dying, and I don't like yeah. any game where I can't end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It's not good enough, and I don't. And with the podcast, I can't just like stick with it. I have to play other games and come back to it. It was not a, you know, I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, you need to progress through a game, right? Like in part of roguelikes and and part of like a a lot of different genres is that like build of mastery of like the controls and of like the systems and stuff like that. But but for the podcast, you got to blow through stuff so you can keep keep the uh, the wheel turning, you know? Well, plus, I just I don't like games where I feel like I'm just. Like, I've never been a fan of old Mario games when I was a kid where I just got to, you know, keep playing the same part till I learn it. I've never been that yeah. guy. Like when I was a kid, I only played RPGs because I'm like, well, if I get stuck, I can just throw my head against the wall and do this for two hours and kill random enemies, come back and win. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally that's fair. How I play. I mean, that's still how I play games. Like when I have to play a game legit and I can't use save states and cheat, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like when I first started playing Bloodstain, <laughs> I was a little nervous. I'm like, why? Well, I, I <laughs> but in, in that type of game, I mean, I got my, if I get my ass handed to me, which happened, I can just go level for an hour or do something and then come back and I'm prepared. And that's, right. I mean, with Rogue League, I think you can kind of because you can just keep farming and get stuff. Yes, 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 yes. It's like, not the same and it, it didn't work for me in 20XX at all. Yeah, like in almost to your point in, in Rogue Legacy 2, the, the way you beat the game is you have to beat like several bosses to unlock this last room that has like the final boss in it, right? And that carries over run to run. Like, I don't have to keep beating every single boss, every single run. Once you beat one, it locks in that that kill. And when you get to a boss, usually you have to go through this calculus of, am I strong enough to beat this thing? Like (laughs) getting to the boss by itself is hard enough. And then when you fight it, it's like, okay, is it even worth me trying to like grind out and, and beat this boss? Or do I just need to go fuck off and get some more money? So I can like even stand a chance, you know, so you can kind of do that grinding a little bit. But I totally see your point, Mike. Someday, like I do want to play Haiti someday because I feel like yes. oh, yeah. that, I haven't played it, but I watched speedruns of it and things and watched and heard a lot of people talk about it. Like it's the type of game where you can just screw around and level up eventually. Yes. And get through it. Yeah, I go ahead, Joe. Yeah. So so with that, since real quick, I love Hades to death. I stopped playing Hades because uh I wasn't able, I can't unlock the secret weapons and I don't feel like dying like four or five times just to get that dialogue because mm. that's only the only real issue I've ever had with that game is that I, I played it, I've beaten Hades once, which unlocks way more of the game, but I know there's secret weapons and you yeah. have to exhaust dialogue to get them and I'm like, I don't really feel like doing this. Yeah, that's I, when you put a podcast on and you just chill. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Mike, when you eventually do Hades, I, I need to be on that episode. Okay. That it is, as, soon, but yeah. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. I absolutely love it. Like Supergiant games by themselves are like, they're awesome. But then that game is just like a, it's a masterpiece. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, I, I definitely do want to do it someday. We did Transistor on the show a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It didn't do very well. Nobody listened to it. Go, episode 114, go listen to it. But, or no, 113. But it's it's a very it was a very good game. Supergiant yeah. makes good games. I haven't I never played Pyre yet, and I played Bastion dope. once and really like Bastion also. Pyre's really dope. That's a really cool game. One it's day. a really cool game. That actually is not a bad one for your show either, because it like Transistor, it like you kind of progress through it and then it kind of ends. Whereas like Hades kind of just always is going. Like you can just always play that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there is kind of a, an end to it, but you have to beat the game like nine or ten times to really like get to that point, which is tough. Yeah, that, that at, at least it was tough for me. <laughs> it was really tough for me. It took me like a hundred hours. No, I can't play a game that long. <laughs> I play a game for eleven hours, and I'm like, oh, uh, game needs to end. Like I was playing Kingdom Hearts, and that was over. I think I was over fifteen to twenty. I was getting to that point. I'm like, uh, game needs to end. I'm ready to be done. Oh man, then I I don't even want to tell you how many hours I have in Elden Ring. Then, jeez. <laughs> but I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Are you still enjoying Elden Ring? So I played like hundred and forty hours, a little bit more than that, of Elden Ring. Uh-huh. And I really, really liked it, but like I, I don't, I don't want to touch it anymore right now. Like I, I did everything I wanted, so now I'm waiting for either like DLC or the mod scene to, yeah. um, to beef up. Because what this is what I really want to do. My next playthrough, I would love to have a randomizer mod and a, a always co-op mod going at the same time. So <laughs> it's completely fresh. You're like that would be fantastic. Just like just randomizing chests that one element like keeping all key items in in the right places right but every other chest randomize it i think that could make for the most fun um wretch run where you start at level one and you just whatever you find you build your character into you know that'd be super it'd be really fun did you like it joe i i can't play those games i'm not good at Mm. them i can't get past the first boss for dark souls 3 which Mm. shows what kind of (laughs) kind of person i am but uh, i i ask because i have a friend all my friends love him including my husband but i have a friend who he's like on his third playthrough new game plus and i'm like are you even having fun anymore <laughs> like you're just one-shotting everything <laughs> right. yeah uh it's funny you mentioned that joe i was talking to my buddy robert last night and we had the exact same conversation he's like yeah i put 400 hours into elden ring i'm on my fifth playthrough like what? <laughs> what? Like my 140 hours, like blood, sweat, and tears, trying to beat the game, and I did not. I don't have a platinum. I don't have 100. percent Like I'm probably close to like 70 ish percent of like Damn. everything. And it, it's hard. Like I've never beat a FromSoft game in my life. I've always struggled with them. Like I, I typically really don't like super duper hard games like this. But Elden Ring is fascinating. Like it, it's it's designed in such a way that there are bosses that you feel like you have to like slam your head against, but that those moments are few and far between. Cause anytime you run into a boss, you're like, Nope, I can't beat this. Like there's no way you just leave and you go do something else and you get way stronger. And then you come back and just decimate this boss that was like destroying you before. It's, it's a really good feeling. And it, yeah, Elden Ring's very impressive. It's a very impressive game. I want to play it 100% for sure someday. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my biggest issue is because I've got I've got dumb fingers. I it's the it's the attacking with the triggers. I can't use. Bite. Yeah, it yeah. takes getting used to. It takes it takes some getting used to. That's 100% like I, fair critique. I played Dark Souls one, two, and Bloodborne beat all and beat those three. And like I hated Dark Souls one at first, but after like once I got past it, the early part of the game and I started to get the hang of what I was doing, I loved it. But also with it being an RPG, what I any any from software game that I play, I'm going I just go and farm forever. Yeah. I put a podcast on and I just go farm somewhere and get a ton of souls level up and then go beat the boss. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's how I beat every RPG style game that I get my hands on. Mike, have you ever played a Monster Hunter game before? No, not yet. Because I I was going to say, if you like 
the things that I that I'm hearing that you like, you may really love a Monster Hunter because it's a it's a podcast game. Like you put, a, you put a podcast on and you grind against these monsters. Like it's hard, but like once you figure out a, a, a monster and like you get your weapon it, in a very Dark Soulsian way. It's really fun. It's really fun to just sit there and grind out monster parts and stuff listening to a podcast. I find uh, I like playing games a lot like that. I mean, people give me shit for it all the time on the show. But mm-hmm. I like the show because I don't listen to music. I just I just like podcasts while I'm playing yeah. games. It's great. From, uh, for me, it's better. Tony, what do you use in Monster Hunter? What weapon? Yeah. Okay. Which one? Which one are we talking about here? Are we talking about <laughs> the, world? Are we talking about the uh, new one? Do you, you play the new one? Yeah, yeah, Rise. Um, yeah. I so when I played it on the Switch initially, I did uh, Insect Glaive. I'm a bug boy for life. Um, <laughs> but when I bought it on the PC and played another like fucking 30, 40 hours of it, I I went uh, Sword and Shield, and I really, really like Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield is very good. I I, I think it's because in Rise you have that that um that wire bug attack that added moment like movement and stuff is, is really good for, for uh, sword and shield. But yeah, like all the weapons are fun in that game. Like do monster hunters dope. Do, do you play Joe? Oh yeah. I'm playing recently. I'm trying to level up before the DLC comes out in exactly yeah. a month and a half. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, dual wield because I'm a true edge Lord. Oh, <laughs> you do the wait. What is, what is that? They're not daggers. They're, um, they're, they're short swords. They're, they're daggers. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, dual blades, I, dual blades. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Once I uh, get enough stuff that I need, I am currently my my final build is the hammer. Can't go wrong yes. with the hammer. Yes, hammer sweet. I really liked hammer in uh, Monster Hunter World. I yeah. use a lot of hammer in World. I own World, but I never play any. Of them. <laughs> I own multiple copies of different Monster Hunter games. I've always had the intention to get around to them, but never happened yet. Dude, Monster Hunter. I love I love Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is really good. I uh, I was a late late adopter to Monster Hunter because I started with World. I was always like a observer of how cool Monster Hunter was because of Giant Bomb. Like Jason, whenever he talked about Monster Hunter, I'm like, this sounds like a game I would like. But then he <laughs> talks about all the bullshit that you'd have to do in Monster Hunter. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to worry about bringing a map and paintballing a monster. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. I like maps like whenever I play Metrovanias, for example, I always go and print out a map and laminate it and then I mm. have it while I play. That's amazing. That's like a smart thing to do. Well, it, it, mainly it helps for the I mean, I don't like I have it there. I don't really look at it like, you know, I mean, I always get a map that has all the bosses, but I mainly use it like, OK, am I getting near a save point because I'm going to die and I don't want to run all the way back and I can see oh, there's a save point right over here. OK, so I'm going to go up here and I can then rest and be OK. Like that's how it helps the most. Plus, like, if you're trying to find items sometimes, you're, like, getting deeper into them. I usually don't always pull it out until later in the game. Then I'll pull it out and be like, okay, I need to find this item. It's here. Okay, I can get here. Mm-hmm. It helps to have that physical map. And plus, it, it's kind of like my trophy now because I have every time I do a Metrovania, I print out a map. I take the map and I keep it and put it in a box. And I just have a, a whole bunch of random maps in my basement just in a box. That's fucking cool, Mike. I I really, really like that. That's super cool. I used to work for FedEx. That's how that started. So it was cheap. Like, okay, I'll just, I'm at work. I'll download a map. Do, 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 print it out. Okay, go buy it. Laminate it. Now it costs a little bit more, but yeah, that's how it started because I worked there. I love it. I absolutely love it. When did you start playing Masha Hunter Joe? Uh, I, I've seen my friends play it a long time. I've had friends in high school. Uh, my husband's a huge fan. He's been playing since he was also in high school. And uh, they, they they do the whole, you know, claw, 
arrangement on the PSP and stuff like that. Oh my god! So, but uh, I I started playing Worlds. I got a little bit through Worlds, and now I'm on uh, Rise, and hopefully trying to level up. And like I said, be be ready for is it Sunbreak coming out? Sunbreak. Yep. Yeah. Is this the second DLC for Rise or first? The first. first. Okay, the first. Ice one that was for World. I don't think yes, Iceborne was World. Okay. I don't play these games, but I try to stay educated on what comes out and what yeah. what exists just because I like being aware. Like, yeah. I don't play a lot of different games that aren't for the show. I don't play any games that aren't for the show, but I watch a lot of speedruns now just so I can still absorb information mm-hmm. about a game without until I get around to playing it. You are a video gamesman. You like... All video, you like all video games, not well, even just the ones you play. I love that. Just, I love video games. I, I, I just do. I love yeah. that aspect. Yeah. And I love watching speedruns. Speedruns, I think, are a great way. Like awesome games done quick. I watch those all the time because you can learn about a game. Like it will tell you know they'll explain things they don't understand mm-hmm. probably half the time, but they'll explain how the game works and you can experience it in a way that's also very quick. And then, so like that's part of my my sleeping routine is I'll go I'll lay down and go to bed and I'll watch like twenty minutes of a speedrun or something and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I absorb information. I um a buddy of mine for his bachelor party we were gonna go to Good Games Done Quick. I <laughs> ended up falling falling through and we're doing something else. But man, I I would love to go to one of those things live because Mike, I, you're you're spot on. Like speedruns are super fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And like listening to the commentary and like I've never watched it, but there is I don't even remember how many years ago it was now, but somebody did or a team of two guys did a Final Fantasy seven, 100 percent speed run, <sighs> which we was like, it was a very long. It was like 12 hours or something like it was a very it was a very long. I may be wrong. I maybe like six hours. I don't know. Very I, 12 hours is more realistic for 100 percent of that game. Yeah, it, it's a very long time. It was a very long time. And like watching the stuff that they think like, that's a lot of time that you have to entertain for and mm-hmm. play this game. So like, I love that shit. You know, I actually talked with a guy who I don't know if he still is, but he was he might still be the world record holder of FF9 any percent. Oh, and wow. That's a, really? That's an eight hour some speed run. Jesus. So he was talking about how you have to just keep talking. You've just got to, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about FF9 and some interview something's on the show. But yeah, I mean, it's like to do that is something it's got to be a feat that, you know, I mean, yes, on Twitch now, you're not entertaining, you know, thousands and thousands of people, most sure. likely, unlike you are on Austin Games Done Quick, depending on your on your ranking, but still like to just keep talking like it, it's a skill <laughs> Yeah, to, to, to keep doing that plus perform like, oh, here's this really insane, obscure glitch frame that perfect. is frame perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I did it. <laughs> oh, first try. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's awesome the thing that got me into speedruns really was watch when i first started playing dark souls and i i was terrified of dark souls and i would i tried to watch speedruns of dark souls and that i think that's the one where it's like when you realize how hard something is and they're just like do 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 oh done move on like Mm -hmm. that's super impressive part i love watching any any speedruns of from software games except for sekiro sekiro doesn't interest me at all really i don't know why why no i know why because you can't level up so it doesn't interest me at all i just bought it um, I mean, it, I think it's a good game. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things, but as a guy who loves like the reason I love Dark Souls one, two and Bloodborne, because I can level up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. In Sekiro, if I remember correctly, I don't I think you gain abilities, but you don't level up. I, you know, I don't know. I know nothing really about this game. I just but, know it's hard. Yeah. People, my buddies who are like super into the from games keep telling me, like, I would love this game. So I bought it when it was like super on sale. 
I'll try it sometime. I don't know. Have you ever played Dark Souls 2? No, I've, I've only played Dark Souls 1. Okay, 2 has one feature that only 2 has that a lot of people complain about, but if you kill an enemy 12 times, they don't respawn anymore. Oh, so weird. If you're like That's me, weird. just go and farm every enemy 12 times, and then you run to, and then you're, you're awesome leveled up, and you run to your, and you run to the boss, and there's nothing there anymore. You just quick run, go fight the boss. If you die, just run right back. No issues. Wow. It's I, not, they don't tell you it. I figured it out by accident because I was getting my ass beat by an optional boss, and then I realized the enemy stopped spawning. <laughs> so then I looked it up and went, oh. That's wild. I, but it's, a, I, it's a good feature if you're the kind of gamer that just really wants to level up. It gives you a kind of like a checkpoint in the sense, oh, yep, you killed everybody 12 times here, move on. The yeah. only issue is if you die a whole bunch and lose a lot of souls, you can't keep getting them back. That's can't the get them issue. back. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'd worry about is I, I'm that dumbass that loses, you know, 24,000 souls. Like, no, shit. You just have to play it. I play very, I play souls games very much more careful in general, especially yeah. that game. I would hide a lot and I would kill, I mean, I would keep going back to the save point constantly. Yeah, to not to lose any souls. You, you, you and I are very different. I am, but I also didn't do a podcast when I played Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too brazen in in that game and in most video games. If I'm being honest, I, I also play Dark Souls and my wife gets really mad at me because I start swearing a whole bunch and I get really, <laughs> really pissed at me. Like, oh, I was playing. God, I, it was on PS4. It was for the show and it was kicking my ass. And I'm trying to think what game it was. But I remember, oh, Shovel Knight, I had to start laughing because if I didn't laugh, I'd get mad. If I got mad, <laughs> get mad at me and I'd have to stop playing. <laughs> it would be like, Love it. so I would just sit and laugh every time I died. And that was yeah. my solution. <laughs> I don't, so like, Why are you? <laughs> I don't remember if I've ever beaten Shovel Knight. I feel like I have, but I also feel like that bleeds into like when people were playing it. I know what the ending is, so I'm not 100% <laughs> sure myself. It's a really good game. Yeah, Shovel Knight's dope. Shove nice stuff. Good game. I was never able to beat the. Uh, what was the second? Spectre Knight? No, no, no. I beat Spectre Knight. was super fun. The, um, Plague Knight. Plague Knight. I never beat Plague Knight. I didn't I beat either. the other. I beat the other two. And I know what King Knight is out now. I haven't played that one yet. I haven't um, either. There's, there's Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight. I, I beat Spectre Knight. Loved Spectre Knight. I'm actually, hopefully, yes. at some point, I can do it on the show. And then Plague Knight, I did not like at all and didn't, and didn't i didn't really give it much of a, of a try and then i just dropped it yeah dude plague night plague night playthrough is very fun i played that through like in a weekend like i devoured it it was so good so good one day it's those are all things on my list to get to. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the show i do mini so that lets me play games that i wouldn't have been able to play otherwise or that i can just kind of fit in wherever like i played wise one which has not come out yet on the show comes out next mm. month but i played wise one and that game is really good for a game that came out in the 80s or sure. 80s or so yeah i've never heard of that one i need to look that up you never played any of the wise series Mm-mm. <laughs> a wise one and wise one plays kind of like a top-down zelda it's on oh. it's on steam yeah, I've, I've never played any of those games. You're going to want to use a guide because it oh. doesn't explain certain things as it's a 1980s game near the end. But it, it's actually it's re- it's really quick. You beat it in a couple hours, like two hours, and it's a fun little RPG. I highly recommend Wise 1, and I'm going to play Wise 2 at some point, but highly recommend them. Interesting. At least the first one I can recommend. Yeah. Speaking of games that like short, shorter games that I recommend, maybe a, a possible minis episode. Mike, did you ever play Peggle? Did you like that Peggle? <laughs> I don't like it, but I have played it. Oh, okay. So I, I take it back. This, if you don't like it, it's Peggle, a good game. I, I just don't like puzzle gonna... games a whole lot. 
did. Uh, there's this, so it's in early access right now. There's this game. It's called Peglin Goblin, but Peglin, and it's like a it's a roguelite Peggle, and I, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I wouldn't call it like a puzzle game. It's just like a it's a pachinko. It's a pinball game. So Konami is this pachinko? Does Konami have tables? <laughs> no, no. There's no stake. Uh. There's no health club involved here. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so on Steam, they have it labeled as Deck Building Pinball Roguelite Permadeath. It's pretty neat. There's a there's also a free demo on Steam too if you want to try it. But Peglin is really fun. It's like I I didn't get super duper into Peggle. Because I know like that that was like 360 era. A lot of yes. people were like super duper into that game. And I, I got in very late to the 360 era, so I kind of missed the boat on that. But it's a it's fun like that, like that style of game to me is pretty fun. And this is a really, really interesting mishmash of genres. That I didn't know I wanted, you know, it's okay. neat. I mean, I, I love games that mismatch genres. Like I, I found out that it can really be a thing for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's people get so damn creative. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I love Steam so much right now, like. There's a few games people have recommended on this sh- on in the What Are You Playing? Like, an example, From the Lake is one somebody mm. recommended. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for it to drop down to five bucks one day, and I'm going to pick it up. Yep. Not until yep. it's five bucks, but one day. You know, right? No, no, go ahead, Joe. I say, you know, y'all were talking about, what is it? You said Peglin, and then, Mike, you brought up uh, Konami. And if y'all see that, we might once again be getting another Silent Hill game for the unteamed time. <sighs> Oh yeah, I'll I believe it when I see it. Some did, yeah. like some screenshots like got out yeah. there or something. Some screenshots. It was like four screenshots that look very Resident Evil Seven, and I think someone offhandedly confirmed the the medium team Bloober is oh, com- the Bloober is, team. Yeah, yeah, is making it, and I haven't played the medium, but I have heard some good things, but I've heard mostly bad things, so I'm a little concerned. When it comes to Konami and rumors like that, I just I don't even care. I'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it was exciting that there might actually be something for a change. But sure, I, I I'm excited for the people that are excited by that because like, I wish they just sell all their IP and just make their jingle machines and let people make games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I, I'm not into survival horror like horror games like at all. It's like my least favorite genre or one of them. <laughs> but they're tough. I've always Love wanted them. to play PT. I've always wanted to. I never have. I've never like ran into stuff. I didn't get it on my PS3 when I had the opportunity to. And I've never like ran into somebody that's had it. And I, I don't think you can play it online or anything yet. No. So uh, it's like that seems interesting to me. But like that's like I, that's interesting to me as a piece of gaming history, not as a video game, if that makes sense. Survival uh, horror games are tough every year. October, I play a bunch of them, and I hate myself that that month every time. For the show, <laughs> I, I'm doing it again. This show, I got Haunting Ground planned, uh, Silent Hill Four, so I'm gonna hate myself. But so it's excited. just a, it's a thing I do every year. So I'm I'm with you. I, I can't stand them either. But when I have uh, save states and have ways to cheat, I can force myself yeah. to do it. Yeah. And and with that, uh, I would like to talk about one game since this is what what are we playing? Uh, one game that. It should not be recognized, but I'm always a sucker for how people, what is it, people incorporate new times of horror. I've been playing that weird indie game, Poppy Playtime. What the fuck? I don't even know what this is. I gotta uh, look it up. Okay, so, uh, what is it? It's, oh, it's, shit. It's, yeah, it's one of those games where, like, oh, you know, like, 
how like Five Nights at Freddy's induces mm-hmm. your like scare of Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, you have like that Benny in the Ink Machine that's, you know, pokes at weird old school Disney stuff. This one's yep. a toy factory and it kind of induces like shit toys you should be you used to be scared of as a kid. The second chapter came out and this is the main thing that chases you. I put it in the into the blue thing. Yeah, it's a blue thing. But the second in the second game, it's like a weird like I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the the toys that have the rubber limbs. Oh, uh, Stretch Armstrong. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's something like Polly something. But I put it. I put a picture of it in the Polly Playtime. Uh, yeah, the Facebook Messenger. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is it. It it's a good game, but there's also something along the lines of the creators making NFTs that mm. have lore introduced into them so if you didn't get the nft you're not going to get any some of the weird like offhand lore so <sighs> i'm i'm hoping these guys get their heads out of their asses and make a pretty decent survival horror game because it it's it plays good i almost you know had a heart attack at least twice during this game hmm. yeah i don't i don't like being scared like that's it's, like my it's my least favorite like emotion i don't feel. either I love being I scared. I don't watch horror movies. I don't really play horror games up for once a <laughs> once a year. I play a whole bunch and that's it. See, last year, I don't think it was, wait, was it last year? No, I mean, especially 2020. I can't remember 2021. I think I think Mike was already gone at that point. Uh, I, I would more I had I was more careful with horror games because he wasn't into a lot. Like he didn't like horror games. So we would do stuff that wasn't as horror, like Resident Evil 4 and other stuff I try to put on there. But now that. I, I'm doing like I've been trying to get Haunting Ground on this show since the beginning of the show because I've always wanted to play that game. Mm. That's my goal to play it this year. Finally, to find because I'm never. I mean, I'm gonna play an emulation because you know I'm not gonna spend three hundred some dollars to buy that copy of that game. Games Capcom should really re-release. That's one of them. Just because, mm-hmm. like, come on. I know it's not that easy, but still, like, put it out there. People would buy it. Oh, game game companies are so weird. Like, I if it's like a weird combination of like they hate and love money at the same time. Like with Square Enix doing the whole like, every time we get more money from Final Fantasy fourteen, we're just gonna make a fucking awful game just to lose money again. <laughs> you could, I'm salty about that Babylon's Fall. I actually really wanted to like it, and it's just a hot garbage mess. That live sucks. service games need to go away. They can't. You can't make everything live service game. I don't play any of them. I, I only own one. I own Anthem because I got it for two dollars. I, I oh. think I think you're right. I think you're right that they they all can't be. But I think some can be some, and, yes, it, and they can be. You can make a really, really good game in that model, but it's like survival of the fittest. Like there only can be so many, right? There only there only can be so many vying for the attention and like the money. It's it's really tough to make a successful service game like that. It's really and tough. They shouldn't have went down that road. I mean, after Avengers yeah. failed so terribly, why would they go try again so quickly? Yeah. 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 I'm actually hoping to play that game later this year, too. (laughs) (laughs) Live service games, I think the real issue is, like, you always feel like it's a bunch of old men trying to figure out how to use a cell phone because they always get it (laughs) wrong. Where it's like, no, why why are you putting, like, leveling up stuff? And, like, why are you making the gotcha system where, like, this item's, like, one out of, like, 50 million? Well, we want people to spend more money. No, that's not how you get people to spend more money. Like, this isn't... (laughs) This isn't how this works. Please stop. You you are very you are very very right, sir. You are very very right. I like pay to win. Anything pay to win fucking bites. It bites. Mm-hmm. I do not like that as a design. And and I think I think you're right. I think it it actually bears out for the most part that pay to win doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't doesn't make you more money. 
it also depends on the country too, though. Different, there are different expectations per country, per culture around some of that stuff. And it's not one size fits all around the world when it, when it comes to some of those design points. But I, I, I agree. Is Genshin Impact pay to win? No. Kind of, though, because like the drops are so rare for like the really good characters that you need to do like some of the highest level stuff. Okay. I, I, or at least from my understanding, I could be misconstruing it. I've never I, played I, it. <laughs> I just, I've seen it and it looks pretty and I'm like, I'm good. It's, it's neat. I've played a little bit of it. I th- I've always thought like it was just like a it was a waifu husbando game where like you don't <laughs> yeah. really need to like get the characters and whenever they yeah, I know Genshin has like I haven't put any money in it and I've gotten a couple characters that are really good. So I would imagine their pull system isn't that bad. So you mm. could probably play that game. I want to say if you really do enjoy a game, you shouldn't put more than 10 bucks a paycheck into it. Mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately can speak to that. I play a little. I played a game called Little Empire back in the day on mobile, and I put <laughs> way too much money in that game because someone I was living with, she loved that game, so I put money on it for her to buy equipment and stuff. And yeah, and so yeah, they, there's a whole, there's a rabbit hole out there, all right. Yeah, <laughs> and then even another one I spent a lot of money on too, like a dumbass. Mm. <laughs> I won't go over. I won't spend a dollar on games like that anymore. Yeah, I won't touch it. Yeah. I, I just it's microtransactions are 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 interesting they can it's like such a you have to be responsible with how you wield that mechanic you know because it it can be very um exploitative yeah for sure but there there are right ways to do it there are wrong ways to do it or it right in the sense of like doing right by your players you know but yeah now i just spend my money on steam for games i'll never play instead and feel better <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hey, brother, brother, I understand. I mean, I did it with physical collection. Like, I have a gigantic physical collection of 360 games next to me. And after I moved this last time, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this ever again. Yeah. So now I just buy almost everything <laughs> digital yep. on Steam for it, like dirt cheap. It's so easy to do, too. Like, I'm looking at my Steam catalog right now. I think I've bought like five or six games in the last month. And it's just like random stuff. Then seeing like, oh, this is like 50 percent off. Well, I have to buy it. Oh, this this game that I barely have ever heard of is like three dollars right now. Well, I, I probably should buy it. And then it just sits in my back catalog. Um, well, like, no. I just bought Blasphemous. So who knows when I'll get to that? Uh, mm-hmm. Three wise games because they were five dollars each. Dark Void, because for some strange reason, I want to play that one day. Sure. Dead Rising. Remember me. I bought that at some point. Remember Lego me. Star Wars three. And I will probably and I bought Lost Winds because it was like a dollar fifty for two games. Hmm. I mean, who knows I'll ever get to them if I, I don't even care. They're just there and I make me happy. <laughs> I just bought Flint Hook for like same sort of thing. Like it was five dollars or something. I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that and it, it'll sit for a long time. <laughs> same with I bought the um, Disney Afternoon Collection, which is like was it like DuckTales, Chippendale, um, mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, <laughs> which I, I is just going to that's going to hang out in Steam. DuckTales 2 is really good. Mm hmm. I've never played it. That's a really good NES game. Especially yeah. with Rewind. You can run through it in an hour and enjoy yourself. Dude, DuckTales 1, that moon stage. Like, man, that music. It's fire. Absolute fire. You know, I had the Darkwing Duck. I had that NES cartridge. And I, I played it a lot as a kid. It's really fucking hard. That game's uh-huh. hard as hell. I covered <laughs> it on the show once. That's a, that's a hard, hard Mega Man clone. 
that's a hard game. It's a very hard game, but it's fun. It's in like, I think the sprites are really good too. It's, it's a, a cool game. looking game. Yeah. It's a cool looking game. I mean, NES had, I don't play NES is a system that I've stayed. I don't have the same love for cause I, my gaming really started on super Nintendo. So I haven't played a lot of NES games, but every so often I try to, like I went through all Mega Man one through six cause of the show. Finally. So I got to play, I played yeah. all those. I don't play a lot of NES games. Sometimes people recommend them and they'll end up on a mini or somehow on the show, but not often. Gotcha. Any other games you guys want to mention you've been playing recently? Uh, mm. I've got a probably like a couple. Sure, like let's go. A lot. Yeah, so we're talking about survival horror, one that I think is uh, very dear to my heart. But I hate it. Uh, you know how they have like the new survival? It's not survival horror. It's actual survival horror. What is like it? Uh, yeah, it's it's like it's a gathering, and you can't get too cold, and uh, you have a hunger meter and a, a drink meter. I've been playing the forest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've been playing that with friends where uh, the the island is full of cannibals and they mutate. there's mutated versions and they eventually get more horrible and terrifying. I've been playing that with friends. Uh, it's me, my husband, one of my roommates, and then uh, a couple of our friends who are a husband and wife. So it's five of us on there. And it makes the game a little bit easier. Yeah, you're all on the same island then? Yeah, we're on the same island. Okay. It's it's a neat game. I um, a buddy of mine bought that for me because same sort of thing. Like group of friends were getting into it. It's neat. It's definitely a neat game. Yeah, no, your you. your son your son gets kidnapped by cannibals. You have to go find him. Timmy, love it. Mm-hmm. That first scene where you're like crashing in the um, plane is very intense. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. What is it? I've gone through. I'm also a highly recommendation, which I have words for people. Anyone listening. Me and my husband have been trying to play the new Borderlands. Oh, what is it? Uh, Tiny Tina? Yeah. I, I've, I've been getting the D&D when, we moved, when I moved. Uh, and it's basically what it is. And I recommend it for anyone that isn't wants to get in the Borderlands series, but can't, does it feels like they're too scared to because they're on their, like, even though it's Borderlands 3, it's like the fifth game in the series because you have the Tales and the pre-sequel yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. This one has no story connections. What is it? The main bad guys voiced by... Lego Batman. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what's that guy's name? Um, was it Bojack Horseman? I can't think of his name. Will Arnett. That's it. Yeah. It does a great job. I love that whole game. Uh, the, my only complaint is they said it was cross-play on all systems. I'm playing on my PS5, and my husband's playing on the Xbox, and it crashes like every five, ten minutes. No. That'd be really annoying. Yeah. And then... A truly horror, horrible game, so terrifying for both of you that I doubt either of you would ever play it. Uh, Kirby, the new Kirby game, I've also been playing that too. I actually want to play this game. I'm very eager to hear what your thoughts are. It's great. Yes. I'm pretty. It, you could play it in eight hours. Uh, my my one complaint is uh, I tried playing with my husband, and he he doesn't like playing as a bandana wildy. Kirby inhaling things is truly horrifying. <laughs> You know, he eats big light bulbs and <laughs> he eats big light bulbs and like fans. And uh, <laughs> there, there's there's where you eat cars and do race mini games. The game is just all kinds of like this is a Kirby game. It's so weird. And I love every moment of it. Dude, Kirby games are, are great. I'm also a Kirby main in Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I feel like um, I just need to play the game represent it does look cool though i i'll get to it maybe someday i don't nintendo games i don't play a lot because <laughs> they don't get cheap <laughs> yeah. they don't end up on steam so yeah that's, that's the hard part with the, the uh, nintendo games i played Stings. nintendo games years later like i'm playing sun i'm about to start playing i started playing sunshine this morning mm. for the show obviously but 
So that's when I played Nintendo games. Year, years and years later. Yep. <laughs> yeah. With this, I really want to play Odyssey because it has that open world feel. Yeah. That every Nintendo game is eventually doing. I know, like the new Sonic game looks like it's doing it too, where it's yeah. kind of open world. So uh, yeah, I, I recommend Kirby. It, Mike, I know you don't have a lot of time, but like I know, like I could probably I've gone through like maybe two sittings of that game, and I'm I'm almost done. And those those okay. weren't long sittings either. Yeah, it's a pretty short game. Someday, but. That's also because there's a new game plus mechanic that I've heard is horrible, not horrible, bad, just horrible, like hard. Okay. And I'm like, I don't think I had to play that to fully enjoy no, the I game. Right. I'm not the completionist. I don't need to suffer games. I just beat them, see the credits roll and end, end the game. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I could never do what that guy does. Never in hell. <laughs> uh, I watch those videos. And I enjoy them, but never. Nope. What about Sometimes, you, Tony? Sometimes they're annoying. Uh, anything <laughs> else you got, uh, Tony? Um, I, I have one other game I can mention that I think uh, deserves a little more attention. It's this game called uh, Young Souls. So um, it's on Game Pass right now, I believe. Um, but even still, I think it's fairly cheap on Steam. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, well, 25 bucks. That's that's a good price. But it's a uh, it's a beat em up RPG the fighting system in it is like really good. Like kind of like what the first thing we were talking about with, with beat em ups, how they're like, they share a lot of that same DNA with fighting games. This one's really, it's a very fun beat em up. Uh, it's a brother and sister, like main character combo. And you can play the whole thing, uh, co-op with somebody else, like local. I think you can do multiplayer too. Like if you did like a, a steam remote play or like a parsec or something like that, but it's, it's a really fun, it's a very fun, uh, beat em up that has a lot of different weapons to try that give you different like combo potential a lot of items that will switch around your gameplay there's like a fairly interesting story i think the art style is like really cool uh it's it's a really neat looking game and it moves really well yeah i i think that game is super cool and and more people should check it out um for sure i looked it up on steam and i'm looking at the trailer this art is like amazing like it's it's like um a mix between like really smooth animation and almost like Like paper crack yeah it's like it's like yeah it's like like these really nice flat textures like sitting on top of like these character models and it's they look like almost like marionettes kind of how they move like it's really it's fascinating it's really fascinating um and yeah like i said story's good there's like a a fashion element to it like this 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 game's got a vibe that yeah not a lot of games look at look and feel as unique as this one and yeah definitely like joe like if you and your husband are into um beat-em-ups like this could be a really fun couch co-op oh yeah this looks like it's got like like more advanced scott pilgrim like vibes to it (laughs) yes yes very much so very much so Yeah. yeah Young Souls. The game, this game's dope. Check it out, okay. folks. You got my attention. I looked at it. I'm not sure about it, but <laughs> it just mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't. Gra- the art style the, did not grab me. The the thing that I really appreciate about it, and this is the game that I used as like my palate cleanser after El- I finished Elden Ring, because like I needed something else. Like I was like just so <laughs> done with. I was so done with Elden Ring. This game, like I think it took maybe 15 hours, maybe less than that. Like it's not like a super big commitment it's meaty but it's not like the biggest commitment in the world and it's just fun you know it's just fun okay. I'm, I'm okay with fun games or i'm hey i'm definitely okay with games that don't have a big commitment that's for sure <laughs> right exactly 
<laughs> I can't play anything with commitment. Uh, oh, and all right, we should get to TV shows we've been watching. Mm. Just kind of stuff that we want to mention. First, I have a couple quick things I want to say. Is I finished The Good Place. Uh, last month, I was just finishing Ooh. it up. That is a really, really good show that I can't believe it took me that many years to watch. <laughs> with, uh, without spoiling it, uh, Tony, have you seen The Good Place? Uh, yeah. Okay, so without spoiling it to the viewers, then I think the twist ending is really good. I've heard about what the twist ending is for the show, and I think it's really interesting. And mm-hmm. if I didn't know that's what it was, I'd probably get in the show, but... It's still definitely worth a watch. It, it's a show that isn't really like a... I think the right way. It, it's it's not like the show continues itself. Like every episode is a continuation of what's happening. Like they don't call it like season one episode or, you know, season two, episode three. It's like chapter 13, chapter 14. It's just it's very good. I You have to watch it in order. Like you, you wouldn't want to just watch on TV and miss things. It, it may, you'd, you'd miss out on a lot, but it was very, very good. And I, I'm glad I finally watched it because both me and my wife are big fans of Christian Bell. So I don't know. It took yep. us. I don't know why it took us that long to watch it. But, yeah. <laughs> And then we started watching Veronica Mars season one because of that. So again, again, we, I mean, I thought when we first met, that was one of the first things she brought on DVD and had me watch like seven years, six years ago. And now I'm rewatching Veronica Mars. I'm like, it's still good. Guys are bellheads. Oh yeah. I, I, if you ever come to the convention, I'd meet her in a heartbeat. There you go. All right. What about you, Joe? Mine, I, I have uh, two things, and I'll do my anime call-off because uh, <laughs> I, I have a very good anime recommendations this time around. I have been, you talk about that, Nathan Fillion, I've been watching an old show of his and a current show of his. The old show is Castle, where mm-hmm. he is a crime writer teaming up with a detective trying to solve crimes. And his 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 stupid, gimmicky, like, story ideas are usually wind up helping them solve the cases, so... And then uh, his current show is The Rookie, which is uh, he's a 40 year old cop just starting out because he him and his wife met in college. They they had a kid together, forced to have a kid together. She got accidentally pregnant. They decided to raise their son. As soon as he turned 18, they got divorced and went their separate ways. And so now he moved to L.A. and he's a he's a rookie cop. And it's one of the things that people are always giving a hard time because they're like, you can't be a rookie cop at 40. You're just, you know, asking for trouble and blah, blah, blah. So, but it's got that Nathan Fillion feel that we all know and love. So, yeah, he's a good actor. He's a fun actor. The, yeah. Uh, when I don't have podcasts, that's what's playing. That's what's playing on my other screen while I'm uh, playing games on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime wise, all family interested. And these, I think, are pretty good picks. One is Spy Family, spelt Spy X Family. It's it's a man by the name of Lloyd. He has no last name, and he is Berlin, you know, foreign Europe, a number one assassin, not assassin, number one a spy. And they tell him that he's on a peacekeeping mission to keep an eye on a a high higher a high government official that they want to make sure he doesn't try to start a war. So they go, we know you're good, so we need you to start a family and have the kid infiltrate the school that his son goes to. And he's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> so he goes to a uh orphanage where he finds a little girl who happens to be a telepath so whenever she reads his mind and he's thinking oh man this spy stuff is so hard like most pe- most spies do she's like i need to get on this business so she knows how, what age kid he needs she lies and says she's six and she reads his mind to do the crossword puzzle to show she's a genius so he adopts her to which uh then following up the uh, next uh next episode they're out doing her school uniform and a woman walks up and he, she's reading her mind and she's like, oh, what a handsome man. And, uh, you know, what a beautiful kid. But he's probably married if, if he has a kid. It's fine, though. It's not like I can handle anything. It's not like I'm an assassin. So this little girl's like, yo, dad spy, assassin mom, 
hell yeah. So she convinces them to date each other and he ends up like, hey, I really need to get my daughter into school. Do you mind if we lie and say we've been married for a year to keep up the family look? And her not thinking all this all the way through because she is kind of a airhead. She's like, oh, yeah, totally. This is perfectly fine. And they just get into all kinds of shenanigans. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Rom-com is love. Love after world domination. What what happens when the Red Ranger falls in love with one of the lieutenants of the evil group? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and they must keep their love a secret. So it's basically that he's the Red Ranger for the Gelato Five. And she's the Reaper something. uh, The Reaper princess. And she's a lieutenant for the big bad organization group. And he likes the way she fights. So he challenges her to a one-on-one in the middle of nowhere one night. He's like, I'm in love with you. And she's like, oh, that's pretty pretty ballsy of you. He's like, yeah, so go out with me. And she's like, okay. So the whole series about them, like, they're in the middle of fighting. And they've taught each other how to, like, read each other's moves so they don't get too hurt. They they go off on one-on-one fights. And everyone's like, oh, man, our leader's so brave. And they pull out, like, a picnic kit and sit there and have lunch and ask each other how their day is going. It's really great rom-com. Okay. And the <laughs> second season of a series that I highly recommend to most people is a second season of Shield Hero, which in the first season is Isekai, which is being teleported to another world. And the main character is the Shield Hero. And uh, he kind of gets vibe that not a lot of people like the Shield Hero because uh, he's, he's Shield. There's a guy that's spear, there's a guy that's a bow, and a guy with a sword. And you know, they, they get invited to this kingdom and they get transported to, to another world and they're in this kingdom. And they say they're they're told they're heroes. These guys all go off that they say this the, the world's based off of a game they played, but the main character has no idea what they're talking about because whenever he found he got transported, he was reading a book. So he's like, that's weird. Uh, he finds out that his hero, they, there's been numerous generations and no one's really liked his the the hero of the shield so he has to go through a bunch of hardship great series so the first season's out so you need something that's like 24 episodes before you get a second season it's not bad okay uh, what about you tony what's some stuff you've been watching the two things come to mind i don't watch a ton of tv in general but um, my wife and i have been watching uh, halt and catch fire it's uh, like a four season drama came out i think like 2014 or something on amc that's kind of all about um kind of the rise of technology in like a very dramatized way. But like it kind of starts off with, you know, building a computer that's supposed to rival like the Apple II. And then it it builds into like early online video games. And now it's kind of uh, talking more about like kind of the the foundations of the Internet as we know it now. Uh, It's it's a really fascinating show. I, I find it really entertaining. It's a backdrop that I find interesting too. you know, like big tech early big tech it, it's like they find that fascinating time period it's it's a really good show well acted some of the characters are not my favorite but others like make up for it so um yeah i i really enjoy that show it's really dope halt and catch fire streaming the, service is it on if any i don't know i think it's like you might be able to get it like on amc i think has like their own like platform or they're a part of something maybe it's on like apple tv or something i i don't know i um a buddy of mine had it on his plex so i was watching it through that but yeah that show's dope but the the other thing i've been watching very uh hard shift here i've been watching a show called the great pottery throwdown Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's on hbo max 
it's um it's in the vein of like a top chef or if you've seen it on netflix uh, uh blown away uh it's like one of those like competitive creative shows or every episode somebody kind of gets voted off but they go through all these challenges but this one it's delightfully british and usually i feel like british shows that are in this style aren't always as like aggressive as like american shows of this style but this one like they can get pretty harsh uh, with their critiques. One of the judges is like an insane person, which is pretty, uh, pretty dynamic. And it's like and pottery is fascinating to watch, like watching the people create these like really impressive shapes very quickly out of just, you know, a lump of clay is it's really cool. I, I am very bad with working with my hands and creating in such a way. Uh, so watching other people do it like makes it makes me really happy. It's like really it's a, a enjoyable thing for me to watch. So yeah, it it's really dope. Uh, the great pottery thrown okay. down. Um, <laughs> it's great. I I love shows like that. I absolutely love shows like that. Okay, I've been on a weird kick of watching serial killer documentaries or okay. terrible documentaries. Um, so I watched yeah. uh, the Jimmy Seville documentary, which means nothing to anyone that on this show right now in America. But if you're in the United Kingdom, you might know what I'm talking about. He was a radio host that turned out to be a pedophile and I think abused yeah. like over 500 people or something. Jesus Christ. Yikes. Because they never, people, people didn't really come forward. And when people did, they just go, he was friends with the police. He was friends with uh, Prince Edward, I think it was. He was. Oh, fr- he had friends in a lot of places, so he was pretty much untouchable. Like with like a few fucking times, Harvey Weinstein. It's close <laughs> to that. Like it's he. I mean, he was bad. Like he and he would like volunteer at hospitals and stuff. Because oh, he was abusing no. people. Like he volunteer like oh. mental hospitals and stuff for troubled kids and things. Like oh, he. It's very interesting though. Like when they finally because they didn't. Nobody came forward. Really, well, people did, but. The, the case didn't get built against him until after he died. Ah realized like um, the monster he was and it's a really good documentary it's only two episodes on uh, netflix and i watched a the perfect bid the price is right documentary that was stupid but i watched it anyway i watched that documentary is all right i was thinking some kind of, like some kind of conspiracy or something like the guy did that changed he just got the showdown perfectly right one time and that was the whole thing uh, okay. but i don't know i, I wanted to be some, i thought there'd be some kind of scandal or something and there wasn't it was just a guy no, that, I, a guy who was just really good. He was really yeah. good and like studied it and and like just I believe it. Crack the code, man. It, it was interesting. Just it wasn't what I expected. And then I watched uh, a Boeing documentary about crashes that was where in back I think it was like it wasn't even that long ago. And sometime in like the twenty tens, I think it might even been twenty nineteen or twenty sixteen, a bunch of planes went two planes went down and they knew there was a fault in them and, and act like, Oh, we had no idea. Because they were being cheap. You know, because that's what you want. You want from your plane to be cheap. Mm-hmm. It's really good, though. And then the other the last documentaries, I watched a documentary about Wayne Gacy. That was interesting. <laughs> and I watched a documentary about Ted Bundy now. I don't know. I, was just, I haven't I don't know what to start next, like by myself. So I just been watching random random serial killer and horrible documentaries lately. My God, it's great. It's great for when you're editing podcasts. That's how I do yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> what are you going to say, have, Joe? I have I have two things. Uh, so a uh, weird question. Do you all listen? I know we you know, we. Mike, you have your podcast. I'm on here sometimes, and Tony, you have your own. Do y'all listen to those mock podcasts? Like that they're, they're like based on like like it's like a podcast, but it's like a TV show. So you kind of like listen in. Oh, I there's not a lot of shows like that that I follow. Other than I used to listen to the Adventure Zone. If that's like if you count that, yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, I guess that counts. 
But you're 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 talking more like like Welcome to Night Vale, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah Welcome to Night Vale. Man, I used to listen to that a lot too. I tried. I couldn't stick with it. I got halfway through before I completely forgot about it for some reason. I had a friend mm-hmm. that was really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one is a show that I've been watching with my husband. I haven't finished it yet, but I know the ending's really good. It's on Netflix, so it's not a podcast, but it's it's recorded like a podcast and drawn over. It's uh the Midnight Gospel. Okay. Made by Pendleton Ward. He uh, interviews people, but it's drawn over stuff, and a lot of it talks about like people's opinions on death and reincarnation and things like that. But the other one that I would I should have brought up on a podcast recently, and I didn't, Mike, because I always feel like uh, showing something, carry something he didn't know, or Ken, Kenny. And this one, I came out the day that we did the podcast, and I completely forgot to bring it up. There is a Batman Unburied on Spotify. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and it's about Batman, and he's a forensic... Where you open up dead people for the police. Oh, a forensic scientist? Yeah, and his parents are still alive. But, (laughs) yeah, Thomas Wayne is Lance Redrick. Interesting. Yeah, and Bruce Wayne is Winston Duke. Lance Redrick is, like, the, the... You ever see... He's in a lot of famous stuff, and I feel bad for using this as an example. The concierge... On John Wick. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's also going to be Wesker in the new Resident, Resident Evil TV show. Oh, okay, that actor. Yeah, and Winston Duke, the uh, rival in Black Panther. Oh, what are you talking about? Baku. Oh, and Baku? Yeah, he's in Baku, yeah. Okay, so, he's a good actor. Yeah, and th- yeah, so this 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 voice cast, is because listening to it, I was like, you know, I'll give this a chance because it's Batman, I like Batman. It's also really different, so I thought I'd give that a try. Okay, sure. I, I don't, don't interest Well, I... I, those don't interest me. Like, it's just weird. Like, I know Marvel did a, a bunch of the, like, Wolverine stuff. I, I was going to say, I heard about that Wolverine one. I never tried them yet. They just, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my podcast would be very random with no type of, like, just, I don't have to pay a whole lot if I don't, if I, I don't have to pay complete attention if I don't want to. But I, I, that's not interesting. Maybe I'll have to take a look at it because it's on Spotify. I use only Spotify now for podcasts for some reason. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. I do have one last show I want to mention before we go on to movies. Uh, I just I wa- I started watching Gotham again. I'm on season one of Gotham. Yeah, because I've been in a Batman mood lately. We've been recording like we we recorded a lot of Batman episodes. Like we did year one, and I just started. I'm like Gotham is a really fucked up, violent show. I watch it with my wife, but it's interesting. I'm about halfway through season one. Mm-hmm. I forgot. How, I know that show goes like off the rocker later. I know that it it does. It, it's amusing. So yeah, I just started that. I don't have a whole lot to say. Just. I can't believe I never watched. I, I only watched season one and two back in the day when I was sailing the seven seas and work second shift. I was I watched the second. I was watching the second season, and then I just fell off it and never got back. Well, Gotham Gotham takes a lot of liberties, and it's one of those weird things. Like I think, like Super, not Superboy, Smallville. I feel like it, it's a lot of those weird inconsistencies where it's like Gotham has a really weird issue where it's like, oh yeah, this is before the villains became bat uh, became you know before batman exists and all that stuff but it's like a lot of this stuff doesn't make a lot of sense and they kind of goes the same way in smallville too so but i guess it counts because you know batman would fight villains that have already been established which is why gotham's already so fucked up but (laughs) it it works it's just a different take on i don't mind that part it's just a thing where batman doesn't really exist even though yes he's there but he's not there yet as batman but yeah it's fine (laughs) but yeah I, i i i had that same problem that years ago this time it's not bothering me yeah it's i actually like jim gordon a lot and that actor does a really good job so that guy does do a good job from what i've seen so 
Any other shows you guys want to mention? I mean, we can talk briefly about Moon Knight. I don't want to go into spoilers because I know Tony hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> don't spoil me. Don't spoil me. It, it oh, won't make any man. sense if we tried, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I can say is, man, Moon Knight, the the only real spoiler, not spoiler. Did you finish it, Mike? No, I'm on episode. I'm on, I'm on the last episode about halfway, but I didn't finish it. Okay. Well, Moon Knight does, thankfully, uh, there is a confirmation the uh, the end credit scene does confirm another season, which had me very worried uh-huh. because there were rumors that this show was canceled and we weren't getting Moon Knight ever again and stuff like that. And well, I, so, I'm a little surprised we're getting a second season because most of these shows don't tend to be see, they're just you know little mini series. Yeah, people like Moon Knight. I think it's because people like Moon Knight and uh, this show. Even though shows are already made before the the series came out, I feel like a lot of people did like this. I like the you know, the shifting between the two characters and a lot of a lot of the actors in this, too. So I'm really glad that they're going to make a second season for it. I mean, it's cool. I'm a little bummed because I like it just to wrap up and continue on to something else like see him. But I guess it makes sense because he might not be in movies for a little bit. Yeah. And this one doesn't feel this isn't really a swear, but it doesn't really feel connected to the MCU. It feels like a very separate thing, which is not normal for MCU, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you don't need to have all this infinite knowledge of MCU to enjoy this. It's just its own little piece of thing happening in that world somewhere. Yep. Which That's is nice. it's a big critique for, I think, the other Marvel thing we're going to talk about here in a minute. <laughs> yes. So but uh, one of the things I think what it has to do, which this gets into it. And I see people make the joke about it all the time on TikTok. And I, this has to do with it as well. There's like a weird thing where Marvel, Marvel, the series gods exist in general so i think what really helps too is that since moon knight really goes into the egyptian god stuff that's why it's good to have it separate from the series because then it starts getting too confusing the through thor trailer does show zeus so i'm really excited to see where that goes well there was supposed to be some kind of link to thor love and thunder in this show but i guess they cut it out i believe it which i'm okay with because of the whole god thing because i'm in Thor, Love and Thunder, the idea of Gord, the God Slayer, is the villain and he's killing gods, I guess. So mm-hmm. if somehow it was going to have something to do with the Egyptian God, but they, they cut it out, which is which is fine. Because Moon Knight, it, it really feels like you're just watching a, a separate show from, you know, not continuation. Because I'm not a big fan of the Marvel shows. I mean, I have enjoyed most of them. I watched all of them almost at this point, but I just like I don't get like I didn't watch Moon Knight until the whole show dropped. I just had no interest to cover it, to watch it until then. Yeah. Same with Hawkeye, too. Hawkeye didn't watch until it dropped all. I just didn't care. And I I, I really enjoyed the Hawkeye show. I love Hawkeye. Hawkeye was good. I liked it for sure. So do you do you feel like there wasn't enough with the suit in the show so far, Mike? Yeah, but that's because they're it's like a prequel. They're not prequel, but a very, you know, introduction. But yeah, yeah, which is fine. I mean, I don't know anything about Moon Knight and, and no, you know, he's not he's such a kind of bizarre character, too. Like there's no real like like his comic book knowledge of him keeps changing too. each new run. He's they, they keep changing stuff with him. So he's one yeah. of those characters that doesn't make a lot of sense at times. Or you can do whatever you want with. I should say. Yeah, I feel like they from what I've been seeing, they, they use a very popular run for the TV show of Moon Knight. So I guess they must be doing something right. I, I need to read more Moon Knight comics. I have one on the <laughs> one in the in the in the in the in the plan in the bucket that I want to do soon or well, want to do. We're we're not very much a spoiler to this show at all, but uh, have y'all both? I think I brought this up before. Have y'all both watched Eternals? I have. Yes, I watched like half of it and I I stopped. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was. Really <laughs> I like that movie. It just it's not it's a. Too, it, it's too long and it's not a Marvel movie. It it's something yeah. completely different. 
it's too fucking long it's too long man i i am so fucking done with these super long movies and like if your movie is gonna be more than two hours long there better be a really good reason for it like a really really good reason for it like i not not to like jump the gun too much but like i i saw um everything everywhere all at once and i oh man i really enjoyed that movie but it was yet it was way too fucking long. Like I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed it. But like, if they cut out, let's say twenty to twenty-five minutes of that movie, it's a better movie, and it's still just as like incredible as it is. And like, I would have a better time with it, you know. And maybe that's just my attention span these days. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't know. Anything longer I'm, than two hours, I get, I get, I get it. about. I watch most of my movies on Netflix or some kind of streaming way, so it doesn't. I mean, I, I go to theaters sometimes, but not a whole lot. Mainly just Marvel movies. Like, I didn't even see Internals in theaters because my wife's like, "I'm not going." So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go by myself. I don't care that much." Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. just watch it on Disney Plus. Well, shit, where the hell else gonna go with this? We're talking about Moon Knight shows uh, before Moon Knight. What were we talking about, Tony? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Every, so, everything everywhere all at once. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this is gonna completely loop around, which is funny. Uh, the reason why that show is long is because that was the original pitch for Loki. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read that recently where basically the guy did the Bender thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to pitch this to, for Loki because they, they, they didn't come up to me for a Loki pitch and they didn't like it. They're like, no, this isn't really what we're looking for. So we don't want it. But the guy's like, I really like the script, though. So I'm just going to take it and make my own movie. So fuck you, Disney. <laughs> That's where everything, every everything, everywhere all at once came from. Yeah, it's supposed to be. A, it's a, it's a Loki pitch. That's why it's a, it's a universe jumping movie. Huh. That's. Okay. That's very interesting. I, I could see that as like a kernel of the original idea, but like it 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 spins out into something totally different, super unique. It that's a big reco for me. Like that movie's that movie's great. I, I don't okay. I don't think it's like one of the best movies of all time. Like I've heard some of my people say about that movie, but it is excellent. It's an excellent film. But uh, Eternal should have been a TV show for Disney. Yes. Like there, there's way too much introduction in that movie where I'm like, I feel like if you gave me more time, whenever these characters die, I probably would have been more butthurt. But in the movie, yeah. I'm like, I don't I don't even remember half these characters names. No, it's it's something that I don't even understand why they did it. Yeah, I when when I watched the bit of that movie that I did in the first, like, you know, big character died, I was like. What? Why? What? Ha- what? Huh? Am I supposed to care? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's a really weird idea. Like, even the and the fact that in like the post credit scene you have Blade talking, or the actor is going to play Blade. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that makes sense. It it's the weird introduction because the boyfriend's supposed to be the the Black Knight, which I had to look up because I didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, they don't tell you. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's them teasing a supernatural Marvel movie series or series which I, I wouldn't mind because that means that's moon knight blade and the black knight going up against vampires which sounds hilarious i want that yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that 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 completely segues all into that yeah i'm really excited for all this stuff oh and then also the the reason why the was it layla in moon knight yes that's the uh, wife yeah the reason why she's such a cool character is because apparently the guy that made moon knight really really hates wonder woman 84 <laughs> yeah. okay i i don't blame him yeah, and yeah, that that, that shows towards the uh, the ending of of the last episode of Moon Knight. You'll, you'll see. You keep that in mind, Mike. Whenever you finish that episode, you're gonna go, "Oh, that's what Joe meant," and you'll be like, "Okay, okay." I should hopefully finish it today. I should have uh, time to go put it on and just watch it. All right. Any should I bring us to our last topic? Oh yeah. All right. So we're gonna go. We're gonna talk about Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, and we are going to spoil. So 
if you do not want to be spoiled, you have not seen the movie, click now. Otherwise, we're going to get into it. So it won't be that long, but I, yeah, it's going to be a spoiler. So. so all three of us did see Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is a really good movie. If I had a nickel for every time I had to watch Patrick Stewart die as Charles Xavier, I'd have three nickels, which isn't a <laughs> lot, but it's weird that it's happened three times. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was pretty good, like definitely in the good camp. Like if you had to split the movies, uh, Marvel movies down the middle and be like, here's a good side. Here's a bad side. I think it's in good. It's not my favorite, but it was there were some cool things that happened in that movie. I just can't get over how how much the trailers lied to me. So when I before I saw this movie, I'm like, oh, Baron Mortal is the villain. OK, you know, mm-hmm. or the Illuminati is going to be the villain. OK. And then when things happen and Wanda's the villain, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it it I think it it made a lot of sense for Wanda to be this main villain. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing, though, that really bothered me about it was that, like, what was the purpose of WandaVision? Because, like, WandaVision, by the end of that, she, like, learned her lesson. But then that post-credit stinger in WandaVision, it's like, oh, no, she didn't learn anything. And it was, like, super clear that she didn't learn anything by the time, like in, in this movie. And it's like, she has her redemption right at the end, I guess. But like, I, it just felt weird. Like I loved her as the villain, but like, I didn't fully understand what was the main driver of like some of the story beats of WandaVision. If she's, you know, just going to be evil, you know, I think partly it was supposed to be that she got like, because of the kids and wanting the kids that by the book, tainted her and took that want that she had and used it, I guess. I don't know. I I was just a little I was a little surprised and a little taken aback. Like I agree with you kind of like WandaVision doesn't, you know, it's like, well she kind of got redeemed and now she's like she went straight villain in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like like hardcore. She leaned real deep into villain. <laughs> I I like to think there there's at least a little bit of stuff in the movie. I, I think I completely kind of agreed where where she was going with because i'm always a sucker for like the you know if you just given me what i wanted i we wouldn't be having this issue i wouldn't have had to kill like you know half the fucking (laughs) half half more than half of the fucking town you know your girlfriend wouldn't be dead wong but like the really good moment that i feel you could sit there and go oh no she's fucking crazy is the moment where she has america on the slab and she's like i'll take you to your kid I'll give you what you want if that's what you want. And Wanda goes, no, I need your power because what if the kids get sick and I can't cure them in that universe? And you kind of also go, Wanda, you just like blew up like 30 people. You you could cure your kid's illness if you really wanted to. She's yeah, it, it's just, she's insane. She's yeah. gone insane. And I think that and it was really cool to see her being this villain. Like, I I, I like her a lot. She's, she's one great. of my favorite she, characters. Yeah. And. Great. Kudos to Elizabeth Olsen, too. Yes. She was excellent. Mm-hmm. There's she did a, a great job. There's a weird theory that, or there's a weird comments that I've been seeing float around. I don't know. I want to say they probably are true. That technically this was made during WandaVision. So the whole reason why WandaVision's kind of like thrown out is because the this, this series wasn't done yet. So there was no real reason to be like, oh, that's why, you know, they're connection doesn't make sense because you only have what if half of WandaVision I don't even think has gotten to where the real world yet oh okay I mean that makes I know this was like a lot of these movies were made and then COVID hit so it took forever for everything to get to get there yeah Mm -hmm. it's yeah when you're making such a 
giant world, you need to write down what you you need to like plan. You know, I mean, they're pretty good at planning, but they're yeah, they're their time. It doesn't work as well. I really, really liked some of the really like Sam Raimi moments mm-hmm. in the movie. Oh, you know, like it definitely had horror elements that were like enjoyable. Like that first time that she kind of enters the mind of like the like the young uh, sorcerer or whatever, and she like it's zo- like the camera zooms in behind him and like she like appears there and whispers in his ear like that whole effect <laughs> was so good that was so good i loved all the sam raimi stuff like and there was so much sam raimi stuff too yeah I- i'm i'm glad that they let him make the movie he wanted to make seemingly you know like they and really this, let him make it and this didn't feel like a cookie cutter like so many mc movies i enjoy them all almost all of them but they felt they feel like they're cut out of a you know a cookie cutter type mold and this didn't follow that mold really yeah my husband really has a big problem he won't see his movies with me because he's like i'm so sick of seeing superhero movies yeah. and when i when i came home i was like oh you want something different you fucker this is something different yeah yeah definitely and like i thought the uh introduction of america chavez was like pretty good too like she's a great character yeah i don't understand how she got that name and like her clothes and all that like her outfit because like she's been jumping the multiverse forever like I, it's just it's very odd you bring a but, point up yes yeah but it, it's she's cool i like that as a character can we, can we talk about the illuminati for a second sure. can we, we talk should. about that <laughs> how do you guys feel about the reed richards casting I'm down. I'm completely Perfect down. If they, if they keep doing it. I mean, I don't know if this will be the Reed Richards we get because this is technically. Late, yeah, yeah. Late Fantastic Four, because he made the comedy. He's like, I have kids. I have kids. Yeah. So this is I mean, do they I mean, when they bring us Fantastic Four, are they going to go all the way that far into how long they've been around to where he has the kids already and everything? I just don't know if that's where they're. Yeah, it would My be guess a big this jump. one time. Yeah. So it, it'd be a big leap, but I wouldn't care. Because, like, they kind of learned their lesson in Spider-Man, where it's like, I don't give a shit. If you show me Uncle Ben dying again, yeah. I'm going to blow my own brains out. And, they, you know, so them setting up the whole Spider-Man's been Spider-Man for a while thing was really good. Hopefully, maybe they'll start learning their lesson, like, oh, like, kind of how, like, DC's doing it, where, like, everyone knows Fantastic Four. So just start the series off where they already have kids. And they're already well-established heroes, you know? I would love to see this casting again because I think he he was like the fan cast everybody wanted. And he's he's perfect for, I think, Mr. Fantastic. He's a good actor, too. I, mm-hmm. I think he could do all right. I, I, it it kind of took me aback at first. I was not expecting that at all. I wasn't either. I cheered. Yeah, yeah I was definitely not expecting it. And uh, I don't know. I I. I don't know if I love the casting, but like immediately off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody who's like supremely better fit for it. So maybe I'm just, you know, being salty. I never like loved the Fantastic Four to begin with. I like Dr. Doom. That's the best part <laughs> of the Fantastic Four is Dr. Doom, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. It was it was cool to see Professor Xavier there. You know, it. I thought there was going to be more of a mutant event. You know, I thought there's going to be something more there, but like, I thought this was going to go into like reverse house of M where instead of her getting rid of all the mutants, like she spawned all the mutants. Like that's where I thought, that's where I thought this was going. And it it did not even come close to that. No, they went in a completely different way with it. 
that that Professor X introduction, the the really getting the whole like theater got quiet and you hear like the 90s x-men theme gave me chills dude uh-huh. i was so happy i was like oh my god i like that they went like straight comic book pull for his wheelchair too like they didn't try to jazz it up it's just <laughs> like here you know it's fucking yellow yeah <laughs> and it's like you know what this is like you're totally right joe like that as soon as that like sound cue happened and i saw the wheelchair is like, that's it. They did it. <laughs> they fucking did it. <laughs> and we got to see Black Bolt, too, which was cool. I mean, he didn't do anything. It's, I guess it's the same actor <laughs> who played Black Bolt in the Inhuman show that nobody watched. That right. I, I so. want to watch for this show just because I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I thought that was cra- I thought it was insane that they put Black Bolt on like in that. Because like I, he's normally on the Illuminati, right? I don't yep. know the much, that much about the comics. But like um, after how much the Inhumans failed, I didn't think they would. <laughs> do that but hey whatever i was happy to see because i you need to bring they need to bring you humans at some point some uh, point do you they have them do they? I yeah so. yeah i'm I, everyone owes me a fucking nickel i've been saying for like the longest time like they're not gonna have tom cruise iron man in this i know they're not oh yeah it wouldn't no be a point if, if there wouldn't there's no point like some of some of the the easter eggs like uh, i like the alternate captain marvel which is you know her girlfriend and really odd choice to have Captain Carter, but I, I want to say it's because the what if did really good, so they decided to throw that in there too. Yeah, I, I, people love that character. They love that well, character. They love that actress. My my, I bet what if was probably done long before, or this movie was probably done before what if maybe or so. Yeah, I think that was already planned. Like they they knew that they were going to do both of those. With I think before reception, I liked it because I like Haley Atwell a lot, and I think that I mean she's a really popular care actress in the MCU in general. People like her a lot. Yeah. You're never going to get her again. So it was nice to have her one last time. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then like, I I don't know how to describe the feeling because it's not like a bad disgust, but as soon as like you get the, Oh, hi Wanda, this is black bull. You know, he can kill you with a sound and she goes, what, what, what mouth? And it does the slow camera pan. Like it wasn't a, bad disgust but this whole scene made me feel something that i've never felt and i loved it <laughs> sam raimi yeah like just like seeing like these characters get murdered on screen that people have been asking for for years yeah. is like probably the fucking funniest thing i've seen in a long time that that scene was dope wanda <laughs> went to work it was it was very cool i mean this very, is very cool this is the first time that we really got that wanda too we never have gotten oh, yeah the killer wanda like they really see what because they always in all the movies they always end up having her get knocked out or something happens so you don't really they don't have to show her power same as vision is always removed most mm-hmm. of the time from the fight too because these their characters are just too damn too powerful yeah too strong you have to be careful how you use them same with captain marvel you just, it's you have to use you have to use them very sparingly because they're too strong yeah but uh yeah that scene was excellent that scene was absolutely excellent and like i still can't believe zombie strange like they went in that like that was like it's it's so odd like very much not a marvel movie very much not yeah. a marvel movie no. in in a lot of ways like still third act problems at times you know but a lot of movies have that marvel's uh notorious not to, yeah notorious for it good point good word um, for it and like the end of the movie the movie just ends it didn't feel like it came to like a good conclusion it was just like ah it's over and then like i i don't know anything about Doctor Strange. 
So uh, this third eye opening up thing, like I have no idea what that means. It's like, oh, is, is he evil now? Isn't do we have an it's evil Doctor Strange? Also, a reference to the first movie. In the first movie, when Tilda Swanton touches him, she touches his forehead and says, makes a comment about his about an, a third eye. I don't know much about Doctor Strange either. I think it was supposed to be a reference to partly him being affected by the dark hole, but also the third eye has more to do with him becoming even more powerful. I think. I think it's both because I think what it is is some, uh, something I saw that because there's no real explanation for it as of yet. Tim finally dabbling in dark magic because I think it's kind of like 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 Wanda Scarlet Witch. You don't you're not necessarily evil because you dabble in dark magic, you know. So I guess I'm very- she be- she's always was kind. I mean, well, she is a villain. I mean, Scarlet Witch is starts out as a villain in the comics and then becomes a hero, then becomes a villain, becomes a hero, and it keeps switching. Yep, yep. That's happens. You're so powerful, man. <laughs> I was just oh. Another thing, like the reason they never call Shuma Gorath Shuma Gorath because they don't own the rights to Shuma Gorath in it. Yeah, I said the same thing as soon as I saw that in the theater. I was like, "Oh, it's Shuma Gorath," uh, but it's just different enough. They can't say it because Conan owns Shuma Gorath. <laughs> that's funny. So they can't say Shuma Gorath. So that's why it look it is Shuma Gorath, but they can't ever say it. None of the toys will ever say it because they don't own that name. Too bad. Does anybody know who that character in the in the final stinger the um Clea? Yeah. Or that, Charlize Theron? Yeah. Who's that? I don't know who that is. It's Clea Strange is the character's name. Oh. That's all I know. I don't know much. Because she's, she's been around for a while. I don't know exactly who she is. Oh, she's the true wife. She's, you know, and it's funny because you say her that she's Clea Strange. She's Clea Strange through marriage. She is okay. his wife. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like a oh, daughter, what? granddaughter from a different universe or something. Sense, yeah. But okay, it makes more sense. What? She usually, yeah, she usually becomes the new Doctor Strange whenever he dies, but it usually consists of, oh no, my husband is dead. Now I must be Doctor Strange. And then it's like, now I have to find a way to bring him back. And that's, you know, how comics work. Weird. <laughs> okay. That's. It was cool to see her, though. I mean, because uh, you know, kind of wrapped up the story of Rachel McAdams character, you know, where yeah. he's like, I love you in every universe, which I did like that line. And then it's like That's the whole line and seeing her get married. Like, it was a good way to, like, cut that off because when there will be a third movie, I'm assuming she won't be in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can but, can I also say if there's a third movie, can we not have more dough in it again? Because have to. Oh, we have to. <sighs> Dude, they didn't I... wrap up his story in the end of what? the in the stinger of the first movie and the whole plot of the first movie. You see him kind of realize, like, there's too many sorcerers and he wants to kill strange. And then I thought he was going to be villain in this movie, which is what the, the trailers told me. And they lied to me. Mm-hmm. But like, he, I did not, I, I had a, a hard time with his use in this movie. I, I don't know. Like, it, it was just like, is it like the constant? Like, is he like in every universe, Mordo hates strange. Yes. Is that just like, that's just what it is because it was like, Hey, we're going to fight now. Okay. Now we're fighting it. Like it, it just, it seemed to come out of nowhere and was just like not useful. So but. my, my, my theory with that is, and I completely agree with Mike, they put more dough from a different universe to make it seem like it was ours to make you think that he's the villain for the movie. Cause it felt like such a, I mean, cause I, I was thrown for a loop. I did not expect that to, ha- to go where it went. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was, I mean, I, I felt I was really thrown. Yeah, I thought there were so like the the scene in the trailer where he's being walked up by Ultron bots. I literally thought that they were in the TVA at that moment in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I, I heard a couple people say that. Yeah, I did, too. I mean, I also thought Iron Man was going to be in this. I was just I never thought Tom Cruise. Was, I mean, they're like we were saying earlier, there's no way I would have seen Tom Cruise signing up to do something like this for what? 
Yeah, what is that the big rumor that there's going to be a new Iron Man and it's Tom Cruise? No, that uh, it was a rumor for this that Superior Iron Man was going to be in here because he's part of the Illuminati sometimes, and it was going to be Tom Cruise. Oh, but you're going to you're not going to pay that millions of dollars for an Easter egg with Tom Cruise. It's not going to. Yeah, happen. well, the the joke is because Tom Cruise was one of the choices for Iron Man way back in like 2000. Right. So yeah, yeah, but um, that's not. He's more expensive than he was then. Yeah, he's also an asshole. I think so. he's an asshole. Tony, did you like the the Elden Ring reference in Doctor Strange? Oh, uh, which uh, maybe I missed it. No, um, you didn't miss it. She grabs the the uh, the vase and uses it like a cannon. There's a weapon like that in Elden oh, Ring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that that was cool. I thought that was cool, but it's like, hey, that was just out of nowhere. But like, cool, love it. <laughs> it's probably also like an Easter egg to the comics. I'm sure there's different items in the comics of the, that. Like that is something from the comics. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Probably. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm assuming we're I feel like we're not going to get a Avengers movie again for a long time. And I assume by the time we do my Some guess, Avengers. the Guardians are gone. Thor's gone. Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch is gone. Like we are going to when, when we do finally get Avengers, it's going to be a completely different cast because almost every character is getting wrapped up. I, I bet it, it turns out to be Young Avengers with yeah. America Chavez being like our Iron Man figure. We've got Kate Bishop. I mean, oh, they're, they're, they're setting it up. They're setting it up. They're setting up the mm-hmm. young Avenger and you the new Black Widow. Like they're they're trying to get there. I'm very curious who some of the next ones are. And like new Black Panther, uh, that's coming out sooner than I thought. Yeah, Wakanda like, forever. Yeah, I'm very curious to see where they go year? there. I think that's this year. I think it's supposed to be even, this year. I know we get Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder, but I haven't even paid attention to what I kind of fell off Marvel a bit. Yeah. <laughs> because I recorded too much about it and I'm trying to do again because I have issues, but I kind of like, I just don't, don't even like we get throw love and thunder. Okay. Yeah. We get it in May. No, that can't be right. Soon. No, that is May. It can't be right. Okay. Well, what the hell? Definitely not May soon, but it's soon. No, it doesn't say it just says 22, 2022. So I don't know when that's coming out yet. Oh, we're also getting, was it sometime this summer? I want to say it's July. We're getting Miss Marvel too. So, Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'll have to watch that too then. <laughs> Oh, a release date for Wakanda Forever is eleven eleven. Really? November. Okay. See. When See when when's Comic Con? Like a month or two, right? Yeah. We'll probably get a trailer then. It's June. Yeah. Well Thor Love and Thunder comes out. That's the next one. That like July eighth. Yeah, it's in like two months. So they're probably not gonna show much for Wakanda until after that's done because they don't wanna mark it over. Well no, they do show trailers. Never mind. We have trailer doctor. Yeah, they'll, they'll do it. You're right. And then Quantum Mania too, is that before or after? Don't tell me that's this year, too. That can't be this year. It can't be. It can't be. Can, but I don't want it to be. No way. I don't 2023, February. I don't okay, never mind. This yeah. many movies. I, God, I don't need all this Marvel stuff. I, and like, <laughs> I, I, I really liked the newest Spider-Man. But outside of that, anything past, you know, like kind of the, the Infinity War stuff, I've been very mixed on. Very mixed on. And I don't know where they're going for like the next big thing and it may not be a big thing next right it could just be a lot of like smaller stories for a while which is fine but like i don't know i'm not nearly as hyped on marvel as i used to be which makes sense because it's been like fucking decades like yeah oh we also get the guardian of the galaxy holiday special this year yeah and we get she hulk still this year we get secret invasion still this year oh what if season two is still this year. God, I am Groot is still this year. Uh, much. Too much. 
Yeah, I mean, Craven the Hunter is next year, but that don't really count because that's Sony. But yo, I'm I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out next year because I think that's the end of the Guardians. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. that's probably gonna wa- wa- uh, wrap up Peter Quill and Gamora's story, and then probably have a new Guardians of the Galaxy, but it'll probably be whatever people they have and wrap up the series. I just, I want it to wrap Nova. up. I want it to go away. Nova, man, I'll be Nova Corpse next. I just yeah. I feel like Guardians, like the fact that like with them being in the Thor movie, my guess they're in the movie for 10 minutes. Same. It's not. It's not a long one now. No, I think because originally Thor was supposed to come. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy was supposed to come out before Thor, but because they fired the director like an, like an idiot. That's, I think, what happened is he was going to be in the movie for a little bit to show kind of where he went after Infinity, after Endgame, and then he was going to go off on his own. It was going to be a Guardians movie, but because of the release dates being switched, they had to put the Guardians in the Thor movie and have him have them there, but I think they're going to be around, like, very, very short. I bet. I bet they're in there for, like, the first scene, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that scene in the movie where you see them, the trailer where you see them flying off, like, warp drive, that's them leaving the movie, like, forever. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, I just I can't be it. it. It's gonna be really short. I'm I'm really excited. I'm not gonna lie. This Thor trailer is all I need for a, for like a Thor trailer, especially because all the new trailers really lie. Like I want to be completely surprised when I see Christian Bale as fucking the God Slayer, whatever. I think it's gonna. Yeah, they haven't showed him yet. I also think this will be the last Thor movie too. Yeah, would make sense. They'll have a new one. They have a new hammer. Band, yeah, I mean, so. I'm, I, 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 sorry, not the last one movie. I, I said it wrong. I, last Chris Hemsworth movie. Mm-hmm. I, I want him to be done. Much as I like him as Thor, and he's, a, I like him as an actor. I want them to just be done. Like I don't think Clint, I don't think Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner should show up again ever. Maybe once, one more time, but like they need to be done with him too. Yeah, you remember that George Hansen? That's like the only one I want back. <laughs> you. Do you think the, the next Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy is going to end and kill off Peter Parker and halfway through the, th- through the third movie? Mm, I don't know. I don't. Do I feel like we're trilogy. I don't even know if they do another trilogy. I don't think they do another trilogy. I think we get one more, then it goes to Miles. No, they they confirmed that the Tom Holland's on for another trilogy after the wow. last one. I, did. I want to see the fucking contract. I want to see the contract. <laughs> right, that seems like too many. I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong, but like. Seems like too many Spider-Man movies. People love this Spider-Man. Is, this is, and I love, he's my favorite superhero. But like, this is the thing that I was worried about with Marvel. It's like, oh, now this is, Marvel movies are becoming Marvel comics, which I don't, this is where I get off the train. There's too much of it. It's the same problem. Like, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I think Dragon Ball Z should have ended literally like 25 years ago. Like, <laughs> one of those things. So it's like, same. I love the core of this thing. But it's a victim of its own success and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's like, oh, it's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. And there's more of it now. Like, ugh. so my my theory as of right now, I'm calling it now. So my date, my date, boys, this, this is my calling it now. We're going to have a Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. One of the movies is going to be Venom. Can't tell you what the other movie would be because it's going to be some kind of filler like the other Spider-Man movies were. The third one's going to be the finally we're going to get a Sinister Six moment. We're going to have the introduction to Miles probably on the first set of the tri- first movie with the trilogy. And this truly is going to end either half, either halfway through the movie or the end. Tom Holland's going to die passing the mantle to whoever Miles Morales is calling it now. You're probably right. I mean, by that point, if, we, if he does another trilogy, which I'd be really surprised. I mean, it'll be time to wrap it up at that point. OK, 
Uh, Joe, I think you're right, except instead of going Miles, they end up going like Silk or something like that. They do like or like uh, Spider Woman instead to really just like to do like a like a hard turn there, which I would also be down for that. I think that would be super cool. <laughs> and it's like I would love to see Miles, though, too. <laughs> like I, I would love to see anything other than just a normal Peter Parker for sure. Same. It's time. And last thing I want to say before we wrap up this up, do you think Wanda's going to come back or do you think they're done with no, her? No, she's done. She okay. done. No, she she gets she gets poofed in the red dust. That was her teleporting away. We'll see her again. Ooh, okay. You heard it here first. I don't know if I want to. There is still a white man vision running around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Wanda's not done. Okay, maybe one more thing then with her? One, one more thing, yeah. Okay, because I think she's getting near the end too, because she's... She's got to be done. She's got yeah. I mean, she came a little later, Age of Ultron, but they still got to be wrapping up all that, all these arcs. Also, uh, I made that comment uh, on the group too. Not a lot of multiverses to be considered a madness. Yeah, not enough. I'm okay with that though. I'm, I, I get it. Like I agree with you, but I'm okay with it. There was that one scene where they went through like a ton of multiverses, right? Or that he's falling through. Like yeah. that was the only part where you could say there was some madness happening in the multiverse. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that though. All right, that should wrap this up. Uh, Tony, where can people find you at? Oh, thanks, Mike. Folks can find me uh, at the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. You just search that anywhere on the internet. We show up. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all that. At Like That Game on Twitter. We're on Facebook and all that stuff. Next episode that we're doing, so Cyborg Justice coming out soon. Next episode we're doing is um, Lord of the Rings, The Third Age, which I've never... I've never played that game. <laughs> I've somehow I've played almost every JRPG from like, you know, the the past like 20 years or so. And maybe like I, I've played like every one from like Super Nintendo back in like 90 percent of PS1. Anyways, doesn't matter. I somehow have always skipped this game. So I'm very excited to get into it. Should be okay. a good one. I'm a, I'll, I'll listen to that for sure, because I have been wanting to play this game for years. I own a copy of it. I've been trying to put it on the show. I just, it's an RPG, so I haven't, but I've always wanted to play it. There you go. There you go. Definitely. So you yeah. might get my interest depending on how you're, depending if you like it or not. Perfect. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Okay. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all our other episodes. We do a, what are you playing every month? We do movies. We do comics. We do game. We do all sorts of crap. If you can find our whole catalog on, if you can't find it on Spotify or iTunes, check out Podbean. Everything is on Podbean. Definitely go listen to that. What else I going to say? <laughs> oh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. And when you're talking my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. And other thing to say, when you're talking to my buddy Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40, you can find him there. He did the MCU stuff with me. And we have a Patreon. For his little dog, you can vote in our Patreon poll. Right now, it is a sequel poll. We do Resident Evil Apocalypse, Blade 2, Empire Strikes Back. And all of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank on the last one. But there's <laughs> four movies. So go check it out. It's little as a dollar. You can go vote in our polls. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.